Have you ever absolutely panicked after you accidentally deleted a file on your computer? I know I have. It's not an issue if you've got CrashPlan Smart Recovery. Your files are just a few clicks away and can be restored in a snap. CrashPlan provides the best cloud backup solutions in the market. Visit CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. Now you can protect all your work with an unlimited backup and recovery solution. CrashPlan makes it simple to restore some or all of your data. And with unlimited version retention, CrashPlan can be your ultimate rewind button. Get unlimited computer backup for you or your business with CrashPlan Professional. CrashPlan backs up files that live on your computer and works with PC, Mac, and Linux. Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan. Today on the podcast, we have Lauren Taylor. She is the founder of The Letter, an annual book inspiring every woman to live her best life. She's a content creator and brand ambassador. She's partnered with empowering brands like Aerie and Abercrombie and has done amazing things in both her writing, photography, and now filming for her YouTube channel. I'm super excited to have Lauren back on the show. We had her last year, way back in episode 23, where we were talking about how she's been able to be an amazing influencer on social with a small following. And Lauren continues to prove that that model works. So we get to dive into a little bit about the results that she's been putting into some strategies over the past year, some new and exciting things that she's working on, finding your purpose when you're saying yes to a bunch of projects and how to just find joy in what you're doing every single day. This is a good one. It's a really good catch up with Lauren. We always love having her on and I hope you enjoy it. Hey, Lauren, welcome back to the show. Hi! Oh my gosh, I'm so thrilled! We are so excited to have you back. I think this is going to be a really great update. We should have like weekend update type music, I feel like, to like give everybody a perspective. So we had you on a year ago, which is bananas to me. Mind-blowing. <laughs> you, uh, your first episode was way back in episode 23, where we talked about how to collaborate with big brands and be an influencer on social media without having a big following. And mm-hmm. we touched on a, a lot of stuff that you had already accomplished at that point. But I feel like that episode was also like, I'm also trying this this year and I'm also going to pivot over here and we're going to see the effects of that. So I really feel like this is a neat episode to kind of update where you're at and what all has happened in the past year. Because I mean, if anyone doesn't know your name or your face or your brand at this point, I'm like, where have you all been? Because you (laughs) have been making some amazing stuff happen this year. So I think I want to hear a what all has happened this year? So people can just be like, okay, wait, what? And then we'll just kind of go through some updates of what you've been doing this year with your brand and your business and talk a little bit more about continuing to be an amazing social influencer and landing big projects and and doing big things with less than 5,000 followers on Instagram and not like this crazy giant network. So let's just Mm -hmm. dig in. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm so like pumped. I'm like, where do I start? I know, right? (laughs) 
Okay, so since we talked, so a couple of things that I have done as far as accomplishments go, which one of the probably most gigantic um, pivoting moments was working with Aerie and being in their storefront across, I don't even know how many. I know, like, no big deal. No, like, no (laughs) big thing. So they reached out to me. And they basically were like, hey, like, we want you to be a part of this um, amazing campaign. And we are going to put all of our airy girls in our storefronts across the US, also in Mexico, Puerto Rico, like just all this, you know, all these places. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah, sure. No problem. (laughs) And then they were like, not only that, but we're gonna also put um, your username up so we can, you know, people, our audience can like go see you Mm -hmm. and that whole bit. And so I freaked out. I cried. I was like, this is just so cool. And so in my head, I was like, you know, maybe it's going to just be like a small little photo, like on like a little like pamphlet thing or whatever. And um, we went to go see it in person here in Florida. And it was like, it was there. I mean, it's a banner. Yeah. (laughs) Like it's bigger than you. When you posted the photo of you standing next to your photo, I was like, A, Inception. (laughs) B, Yes. What the heck? Like, I know what a surreal moment on the freaking storefront of Aerie. Yeah. And Uh I feel like sometimes that, even just hearing that or saying it out loud, it sounds like you live this super glamorous lifestyle and like you're making a million dollars and you fly all over the planet doing photo shoots, which I mean, (laughs) hey, some of that is true. You are glamorous and you do do some pretty cool stuff with some pretty amazing brands, Mm -hmm. but you're just a normal girl living a normal life. Right. Right. Exactly. And that is what is, was like so amazing about this because I feel like with everything that I'm doing right now, I still get that million dollar question of like, how the heck are you doing this? This is insane. But I think that I'm just, I'm loving the fact that I get to prove that you get to, you don't have to be this like crazy, insane, popular million dollar following, you know, like all this stuff. Like you can just be normal. You can just be everyday girl. You can just be, you know, all this stuff. And so I think that's what's really incredible about this and that I get to be an example and voice to that. So yeah, so that was an insane moment. Um, I'm also now I'm working with some of my other dream brands, Abercrombie. They they just sent over, so I'm doing a partnership with them and they just sent over like a customized, I shared it on my Instagram, but it was a customized um, sweatshirt where they put my handle on it too and a little cute love note. And, that's cool. Right? And just, and then I'm also gaining a lot of amazing speaking engagements that I'll be doing later this year. And plus I was able to be on another amazing podcast like you all's um, Jenna's and speaking about diversity for the first time. And I was so like butterfly nervous about that because I had never spoke on that before. But I, I just think as I move forward and doing everything that I'm doing, um, what I'm finding the most is when people, when they reach out to me, I either get the messages of, Oh my gosh, I can relate to you so much. Like I either like went through that or you're living my dream. Like, how can I do that to you? And I think that's, now been like my whole mission. It's like, how do we live our best life? How do we afford living our best life? And then, you know, how can we accomplish these big dreams? And so I think that has just, yeah, it's just been an amazing thing to see myself doing this, but then turning around and saying, Hey, you can do this too. Yeah. So why do you think big brands like Aerie and Abercrombie and other brands like that are 
paying attention to more of the personality of your brand, perhaps Mm -hmm. instead of the numbers? Why do you think that's starting to happen? Such a great question. So with me, and um, I just recently worked with a branding coach, Hillary Hartling, who's absolutely like incredible. She really taught me that I think brands now, they're really looking at not only the numbers, but like the value and who you are and like what you can bring to their audiences. And with me specifically, so I bring a diverse voice, a genuine one at that because I'm a part of their audience and who they're selling to. And so with my own audience, I feel like people, I had that trust factor you know, I'm not some big celebrity yet, or like I'm not some big person. So like, there's this, okay, like we can connect with her, we can relate. So I think brands are wanting more of that so yeah. that they come across genuine and they don't come across as this like big, scary guy, but instead, perfect yeah. example of a great campaign, which I speak all about, Ari, is they're showing real girls. So of course, mm-hmm. more people are going to buy because more people see those real women. And so Wait, I think- real, real representation and marketing works. Is that what yeah. you're saying? Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> And I, and I think that's where people or even companies, they like, they're starting to see that like diversity. And I don't mean diversity in just like black and white, but like diversity in all shapes and sizes, diversity in all like different backgrounds and cultures and everything like that. That is something in which it's a movement. It should have happened years ago. And I think people are now jumping on the bandwagon and being like, oh my gosh, like we need this because it does make an impact. And it makes money. Like I, like, do no. you understand like the types of <laughs> that are coming out these days, the types of brands and mm-hmm. marketing that we're seeing, it has an amazing financial effect on our economy and for those businesses. So I'm like, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And it's speaking of movies. So like black Panther, uh, wonder woman, I think especially this is like the perfect time. And Oprah said it amazingly, mm-hmm. but this is really just like the perfect time for women to stand up, to speak up, to, you know, be their own and like do their own dang thing. So I think, I think it's just amazing. And I love that you've, you've pushed to have those conversations, not just today, but a year ago and prior to that, to help get you where you are without letting the vanity metrics hold you back. I think so many people are like, well, when I have 10,000, then I can approach that person or then I can afford to have a PR person that can approach those companies or whatever. And from day one, you've just been like, no, like, let's just try to make this work right now because I'm in it and I'm, I'm here for it. And that's really, really Mm -hmm. paid off. Exactly. And I, I think too, um, I was just speaking to this with my friend the other day because I was telling her, shoot, <laughs> I had a trip coming up and I was like, man, like, all right, let me see if I can't call some brands or some, I would say probably um, some brands who are in the flight industry or like who um, hotels or resorts mm-hmm. or whatever to see if I could do a partnership in that realm because that's also new to me. And she was cracking up at me because she was like, Lauren, you're the only person who would ever just call up a random airline and be like, hey, hey like, can we, you know, can we do a partnership? <laughs> yeah. But I, I was like, well, in my head, I'm like, I, I have a benefit there because I know that my audience loves to see me travel. Mm-hmm. They love to see the behind the scenes. I know I can create some amazing content for them, if anything. So I think just changing our mindset to understanding like, okay, not just what they can do for us, but what can you do for them? And it's not just about mm-hmm. showing them to 10,000 followers. There's so many other things yeah. that you can do for a brand. Yeah. And I think people sometimes forget that. You feel like such a breath of fresh air to me because you're doing something and I'm sitting here like almost jealous, which sounds ridiculous, but like 
I'm sure our email list is bigger and we have a bigger following on Instagram. And like, I'm still sitting at home and like, I have pajama (laughs) pants on right now, guys. Like, I don't call up an airline and say, give me free flights to wherever. And so I think part of it, it's not about numbers at all. It's about your Mm -hmm. attitude towards life. Like, I just... someone doing this really cool campaign to try to get a publisher for his book. And I was, Mm -hmm. you know, I read through the whole thing because I thought it was really interesting and it was a different way to market and different way to get in front of people. And I got to the end and I was like, damn it, my email list is twice as big as him. And he's over here doing this really cool thing. And I'm sitting at home whining. Like, (laughs) and so I, and I know this is just, this sounds like first world problems, like that I'm upset about where I'm at, but I'm not, I think it's an interesting perspective. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Cause I, and Abby, like, I feel like, so to even because there's people on your side of that, and then there's also people on the other side of like, gosh, like she has such yeah. she has a gigantic email list. I wish I had that yeah. big audience. And so I feel, I think just what you touched on, it is, and it's literally. I take. I don't know if you guys watch Will Smith on YouTube, but like that Love man him. needs to be alive. Love coach. him. Oh I would gosh. pay to just have him talk, like have a pep talk for me every day. Every day. <laughs> Yeah, it's so true. But and he just spoke on this the other day. And it's just unbelievably just mind blowing. And it is the way that we think, okay, like, let's just say, because you just said, Oh, like, I would never call up an airline, we put ourselves so much in these like tiny little boxes of like what we think we can do and what we think that we can accomplish and just all these things. And we put limitations on on our thoughts. And I feel like there is um, sometimes people and it just depends on the person we go through certain situations where we get over those limitations. For example, a personal example, I went through just the worst breakup ever, where I was in a relationship where someone was telling me that my worth was not there and just all these things. But because I went through that, and I promised myself, okay, I'm going to make sure I never put a limitation on my worth or my value. So in every single thing that I do, whether it's personal career or whatever, I'm just going to dive right in because I believe that I'm mm-hmm. worth that. I'm worth getting that free trip. Mm-hmm. I'm worth, you know, doing, you know, all those things. And so I think that even if we don't go through those situations, we almost need to trick our minds and mm-hmm. and say, okay, like, let's sit down, let's figure out like, why am I not calling up that airline? Why am I not like doing the things that I want to do? I see other people doing that I also want to jump on. And so I think that it just comes down to just opening up that part of our brains. And it's not easy at all. I mean, trust me, when I go out and when I try to basically sell myself and saying like, hey, like work with me, it's the most intimidating thing ever. I mean, in these (laughs) one situation... I called up this PR woman and cause she had, she had left her phone number in an email. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to call her because she didn't respond back. <laughs> yeah. And so, and then she answered and she was like, who the heck are you? But I kind of like, I like finessed my way. I'm like, Hey, like my name's Lauren Taylor and this and that. And we just spoke last year. And so then I kind of built down her walls a little bit and then she was like, Oh my gosh, like let's like work with you. And so I think that if we can just, and obviously there's strategic ways to, selling yourself and whatnot. But I I just feel like just understanding that these are also people too. And then also understanding that like, hey, 
there is opportunity there. There's opportunity everywhere, yeah. but it's just a matter of, are we going to grab it or not? Well, and, and I think identifying that you even want to grab that because I mean, with Abby's example, like this is the perfect, like, no, it doesn't matter if you have 20,000 people on your email list. If you don't actually go after something, it's not going to come to you. Like that is not how any part of business works. And so, Mm -hmm. and we know this, we remember when there was less than a thousand or less than 500 or whatever it may be. And it was like, okay, we got to hustle for these people, or we got to be strategic about getting this thing because the numbers aren't there. And then I think it's a very like, as our, like sometimes we do in our own business, when you get to a certain number and you get to a certain follower where you think, okay, this should get easier now, or it should just happen now. But if you don't actually chase it or make a plan to make it happen, it ain't gonna happen. (laughs) Well, I want to talk a little bit about, and mostly for selfish reasons, which is like the entire reason I podcast, but (laughs) I want to talk about finding purpose in all of this, because a lot of what you're doing is like, super interesting and it's super like adventurous and you're putting yourself out there. And I feel like it would be really easy to get lost in it. And like, where, like, how do you keep your own voice and how do you like working with other brands that are bigger than you? Like, how do you stay true to yourself? And and how does that affect your bottom line of your brand right. or your yeah. business saying yes to that collaboration? Yeah. Oh, great question. So I think with starting out with actually that last question, because I think that's with working with brands and I guess I'll start with like how I choose who I work with, because I am very, very careful about who I work with. Because for me... And I guess it goes hand in hand with the purpose is that one of the first things that I think about is, will my audience benefit from this? Because I, I just think that for me, my whole mission is my audience and is inspiring them. And so with the brands that I work with, whether it's Aerie or whether it's, I'm trying to think of some other brands like Madewell or a partnership out Mm -hmm. in Charleston we're doing for, with the retreat. But I think that for me, I'm like, okay, what is the brand's mission, who their audience is? And like, how does that resonate with my audience? Are they going to find inspiration from this? Are they going to take education from this? Like I, I go through all those thoughts in my head and to see if it's actually going to be beneficial. Because my thing is, I don't I care about them more than I care about with who I work with, as far as the brands go. Because I just feel like the main thing that I'm trying to build up, which is not the number actually, but it's the relationships I have with my audience. Because if I build that up, and if I build that trust up, then they're going to be loyal forever. And they're going to, you know, tell their friends to be loyal forever. And that's what I'm trying to um, do. And I think that with me, I've never really had... The only other struggle that I can remember with one brand or kind of a tug and pull was because sometimes brands, I feel like um, they kind of have the idea in which they want to put you in. Like they want for you to, you know, look a certain way or say a certain things. And so for me, I'm always like, I kind of weigh it out. I'm like, okay, is this worth me saying something that I probably would not actually say in real life or like doing something I probably actually would not do? Or is it not worth it? And I mean, nine times out of 10, it's not worth it. I mean, and I don't care how I've, I've turned down some actually really big brands, but it's only because I'm like, if I don't stay true to myself now, I mean, just in the future, it's just not gonna, I'm not gonna look like the real authentic, genuine person that I keep 
you know, shouting to the rooftops that I am. And that's not okay with me. And I think that I'm just understanding that all of this is like, it's, it's a, I'm trying to be a part of something that is bigger than myself. And I think that at the end of the day, it's just really like my purpose in all of it. And I, it's not just about, yes, yes, money is important and like all that stuff. But like, to me, it's not about that. Like I want, at the end of the day, when I'm not here anymore, like my legacy, like I want a little girl to be able to be, to look at, oh, that was Lauren Taylor. And she inspired me to be the next president. Or she inspired me to be a firefighter. She inspired me to do this. Like, that's what I want. And so that's the steps that I'm doing to like get there. And yeah, so that's kind of how I base everything. I don't know. That's no, a very like long it. answer no. to your question. It's fine. <laughs> also, I, it just gave me flashbacks to turning down certain opportunities. The yeah. funniest of which was probably when a big brand for tampons approached us about doing a blog post. And I was oh. like, no. Yeah. A period's happened, but I don't need to talk about it on the internet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we both like, yeah. to get into like TMI, but I think at that point we were both starting to mm-hmm. explore like natural health living. And it was like a standard mm-hmm. bleach tampon. I'm like, I cannot get behind that. Oh. Mm-mm. Yeah, see, and that's that's exactly what I'm saying. Cause I feel like people are smart. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like if I were to post about, I don't know, let's just say cheese, like people mm-hmm. would be like, Lauren, like you don't like cheese, you like pizza. Like that's you. <laughs> right. I'm like, I know. So, and I think too, to also go into that. So it was my first time it was with um, Ari. It was my first time posing in my underwear on my feed. I, I battled with that for a hot second just mm-hmm. because I was like, okay, like, I don't know how my audience is going to take this because I have no problems. Like I walk around naked all the time. Like, but I mean, people don't look at me doing that. (laughs) But I was like, you know what? I'm going to do this because I think that it's important to embrace your body. And I've talked about that before. Mm -hmm. And so I did it and I got amazing positive feedback. I was like, oh, cross my fingers. Thank you so much. Like, and I just think it just depends on like who you are and like what your heart is and, you know, take it in from there. Yeah. Well, I think this can transition nicely into uh, an update on your efforts in getting your face and your personality into your magazine, which if people don't are aware that you have the letter mag. And when we spoke last, you were rebranding it from trend magazine to the letter mag and becoming it kind of being a part of your Instagram handles and you are the face of it and you running that. So did that work? Was that a smart choice? (laughs) I, yeah. So what's crazy. Well, two things happened. One, we're now like basically turned it into a book. We, I I tested that out as well too, because I was like, I wonder what people, and I'm such a, I probably test too many things out, but I I was like, (laughs) I wonder what people would think of the book. And then people loved it. So that was great. So yeah. So I, um, we're doing a cover shoot in Charleston and I'm going to be on the cover and I'm super excited because I I just think that with me doing that. Want to learn exactly step-by-step how to get paid to generate leads in your business? I've kept these details to myself for far too long. I'm ready to spill everything and give you the exact steps that help me generate tens of thousands of qualified leads and millions in low ticket digital product sales. I won't just show you what I did, but teach you how you can do it too. I'm talking not just how to create low ticket digital products, but also showing you how to use them strategically to generate leads for your other existing or future offers. I'm sharing it all at bossproject.com slash jumpstart. 
including exactly how I made $8,033 and generated 277 leads my very first month selling digital products. Find out more at bossproject.com slash jumpstart. When it comes to hiring, don't go searching for the one. Just meet your match with Indeed. Get unparalleled access to job seekers with over 350 million unique monthly visitors globally, according to Indeed data, and an extended reach through Glassdoor. I love that Indeed makes it easy to hire because I'm busy enough already. When we've hired in the past, the process was full of unqualified applicants. With Indeed, we can target the right candidates for the right position. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. In the minute I've been talking to you, 23 hires were made on Indeed, according to Indeed data worldwide. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Just go to Indeed.com slash strategy hour right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Money issues are a common stressor in any relationship. Monarch Money is the top-rated personal finance app that can get you and your partner on the same page without any extra cost. Monarch has built-in collaboration features, so together you can see your finances, budget, and get insights on your cash flow. It's the easiest way to manage any household finances. I've tried other finance apps in the past, and they didn't work the way I wanted them to. I don't want to stress over finances. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. Monarch has a tool that allows you to easily import your data from Mint and keep all of your tags and categories. Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it so easy to get Get set up, customize, and use. Monarch prioritizes my privacy, and they'll never sell my data to third parties. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash strategy for your extended 30-day free trial. I wanted people to not necessarily... I feel like people don't necessarily fall in love with the products, but they fall in love with the story behind the product. And so that was my whole point in doing that. Because I was like, you know what? I I feel like people can hopefully be inspired by my story and my voice. And so if I'm able to marry both of them and to have this connection um, with what I created, then I think it will resonate a lot more with people. And so I think it's been going great. I, I feel like people now understand like, oh, okay, like you created this. Because before people thought I just modeled for it. Mm-hmm. And they also thought I just wrote for it. And I was like, no, actually. It's my thing. <laughs> it's my thing. Yeah. Yeah. And so, but I think still balancing out though, of still sharing women, like we have the Inspire Every Woman campaign mm-hmm. and that has been going bonkers. And I'm so happy with that. And just to hear, it's just so interesting for me to hear like what people think about the letter or what people think about what inspiring every woman means and everybody, because I thought it was going to eventually be like redundant. Everybody's going to be saying the same things, but everybody has their own answer. And it's so beautiful to see that. Yeah. And so, yeah, I think that the way that we're taking it, it's been working at least I think, you know, for me and I, and I just see it too with the messages that we've been receiving and everything as well. That's awesome. 
Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. And I, I, plus two, I feel like just like with you guys creating this amazing podcast and everything like that. And something that I realized too, you really never know who you're inspiring. Mm -hmm. And I feel like even to Abby, with your email list or with your big audience, there's probably so many women out there who listen to you guys every single day, who read your blog posts every single day, and you probably would never even hear a word from Mm -hmm. them. And it's not even because of you guys, but it's just because they, I feel like there's so many people out there who are just like that. Like I watch so many like YouTubers or so many other things and read so many other things, but like I never comment or I right. never you know, right. send that message. So I think that, that sometimes we just have to be reminded of that as we like keep going in this. That, yeah. It's funny you say that because the other day I posted on Instagram stories about someone followed me to the gym and it was, I don't know, it was creepy, but <laughs> Someone commented was like, I bet it was one of your followers. And then they saw you see them and they like hurried off and was like, I just followed her to the gym. I'm like, no, that is not what happened. They thought I broke the law. I agree with that. I did not. And they were just following me. Anyway, school buses. (laughs) a whole other story. Oh, no. But what I want to jump into is you've taken all of this and a lot of it has your work's been in print or in written form. And then you decided to launch a YouTube channel on top of everything as if you needed one more thing to do. So (laughs) talk to me about how you've translated your powerful written words into film Mm -hmm. and into talking and like, what is that like? And how's that been for you? Well, I've always, quick story, I've actually always loved speaking in public. I'm such a weirdo. When I was little, I think it was first grade, my dad, um, who's also adores public speaking. And so it was my first book report. And it was on this book about dogs and cats and the sun coming up, something like that. And my dad, everybody else read, but my dad, he took me through a training session. Mind you, I was in first grade. He took me through a training session. I love your dad. Oh my gosh. (laughs) And he timed me and he was like, no, like you are going to memorize the speech. You're going to give a big presentation, just all this stuff. And so, oh my gosh, it was like, and at the time I thought it was like the worst experience ever. But then when I gave the book (laughs) book report, right. (laughs) When I gave the book report and then all the parents were, my dad told me like all the parents were like, Oh my gosh, like what the heck, who is this kid? But ever since then, like, and I, I think the max amount of people I've ever spoken in front of was like a thousand people at my school. I have just loved it. I don't know. There's something about it that I just adore about it. And so with YouTube, I think that kind of was like a natural step for me because I, I feel like I already love being in front of the camera, as you guys know. And so (laughs) to be able to talk to an audience and be able to really create almost like a mini film, that's kind of the way that I edit. And so I, I just, I absolutely adore it. And I think that it's, I'm just able, I think when you are able to have your own business, when you're able to create your own content and just have that creative power, it's somewhat a little bit addicting because it's like, you know, that's your baby. Mm-hmm. That's what you get to do. So yeah, it's just been a whirlwind. And I think that, again, I just envision in my head because it helps me for when I do any sort of speaking of that little girl out in the audience, similar to me, and just trying to be that big sister or trying to be that role model. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what I just, you know, think about in, in everything that I do. And and I'm hoping that somewhere out there that somebody's being, you know, made, motivated by it or inspired by it. Yeah. So what's the bigger picture for your brand? Mm. Great question. 
I think I'm still figuring that out, to be honest, because I mean, I'm only yeah. 26 years old. Same. Yeah, <laughs> I'm only 26 years old. And I, and I think that as I grow and as I try different things, I think that's honestly probably going to be forever changing. I think right now, my main focus is I want to make sure that whether that's writing, filming, modeling, whatever, I, I want to make sure that it's just inspiring somebody like that point blank. That's what I want it to do. Mm-hmm. And, but where do I see it going? I have no idea. Cause I've been wrong before. And then two, <laughs> I think that at the end of the day, like as long as I still feel joy in my heart and, and what I do, I mean, I think that's kind of the whole purpose why anybody does what they do. I think everybody wants to be happy. Everybody wants to be financially stable. Everybody wants to be joyful and I think that's kind of when you talk to creatives um, and you guys can chime in on this too. Like, I feel like that's kind of the end goal. Like we want at the mm-hmm. end of the day, like we want to be able to say like, Hey, like we created this. We feel like it's a success and whatever that looks like to us. And we just want to be able to leave that legacy. Oh, hundred mm-hmm. percent. We were talking about legacy last night, my husband and I, um, and We've always joked about it, but I am a hundred percent serious when I say this. Like, and you guys are gonna think I'm ridiculous, but I'm just going for it. <laughs> that I not only want to be able to empower my future children, which I don't have, uh, by the way, but not yet, not yet. But my husband <laughs> and I want to be able to make enough that we can give back enough that our college campus, which we both fell in love on the same college campus. We want a building to be built in our name, which I know that sounds crazy, but like, like, I just remember walking into Willard Hall and like Boyd and like all these things and like wondering who these people were and the thought of now, I don't know, having a Pumphrey building just sounds ridiculous. (laughs) So we might have to like come up with some other name, but (laughs) I don't know. There's just something about living a legacy that lasts longer than you do. And exactly. I think figuring out what that is, like it can be totally ridiculous, like own your ridiculousness. Like I'm not embarrassed that that's what I want. It's just something I want. Exactly. I I think that's amazing. I think that it, because I feel like there's, there's probably a lot of people who don't think that they can even have a legacy or like think even about that. That's what I was just going to say. I think so many people think, And so many people don't like of all the bajillions of people that are around, like not very many, many of them get the opportunity to leave a legacy. So why not dream one up and try to make that happen? Right, exactly. And I think too, going back to, I think Abby, you had mentioned, because all of this that that I'm doing, that you guys are doing, it's not glamorous all the time either. I mean, like, I I think that we probably all make it a really great job on Instagram to make it look like really, you know, all grand. (laughs) But there's, I mean, there's so many hours in the day where I'm also in my, well, I barely like wear pants, but like in my PJs or whatever, and like mm-hmm. doing work. And there's so many hours on the computer, my poor laptop. And there's, <laughs> there's a lot of, you know, hustling and there's a lot of different things and, and struggles and, and personal things. And I just, I think that I would be completely lying if I said, hey, like going for a big dream is super easy. And <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's not at all. But that should not hinder you from doing it because it is worth it. And I think that's what people just need to realize. Like it's going to be heck of a lot of work, but it is worth it. I think you guys can attest Mm -hmm. to that. I can too. And 
as we like move forward, it's also okay to have a new dream too. Because I think yep. when I first talked to you guys, my dream was create a magazine. I did that. Great. My biggest dream was to work with Ari. I did that. Great. And I think as this year, I'm just starting to realize like, yeah, it's okay to have like be doing several different things and be trying different things. Mm-hmm. And there's not this grand timeline too. Cause I, I felt like that as well too. Like I was like, man, like I, by the time I'm 25, I need to have this happen. By the time I'm 30, I need right. to have this happen. And that's just not true. Like I, I feel like we need to just nix the timeline and just, you know, do yeah. you. So what are some things you want to be have happening this year? So <laughs> when we have you on next year, you can update <laughs> What are some things that you're implementing some dream brands? Yeah, I... Gosh. Well, I definitely... I want to do more speaking for sure. I'm going to be um, doing the Imperfect Boss in Canada. Yeah. I'm so pumped. Awesome. Yeah. And then I'm doing a few workshops. So that's going to be really cool. But I think, honestly, probably one of my new biggest dreams is just... I just want to... One thing that's kind of frivolous is going to Fashion Week, but that's going to be next year. Like I would, I would adore. I know I would adore doing that, but I I think I just want to figure out, like, really, like what my where I'm kind of going because I right now I kind of feel like I'm in this limbo period of like I am doing several different things and being pulled in several Mm -hmm. different directions, and I just I've never been a a settled down person. I just, I I have to constantly move for whatever Mm -hmm. reason. So I think I just want to travel more. Like I want to experience the world. I I think there's just so much out there and we are just one really small part of it. And so I I think if anything, I just want to be able to travel. I want to be able to meet my audiences in in Europe or Australia and do all that bit. So I think that would just be the coolest thing ever. And so we'll see if that can happen. But but yeah, (laughs) I'm just, I'm excited for that. And plus two, I just, I also want to flourish more of my relationships that I had. Because I I think being in this creative industry, I mean, we know so many people, even though technically I feel like it's like a small community, but like at the same time, like really large. And I just feel like because we're all over the place, we don't get to have like, the slumber parties, the coffee talks, you know, like be able to like go out yeah. and do all those things all the time. And so I would love to do more of that because I feel like at the end of the day, that's just what's most important are these relationships that we're building and that we're trying to do. And and I think business is great, but I just, I feel like, you know, when you reach the top, you don't want to be lonely. Like you want to have your friends there. Yeah. You want to have your support, your mm-hmm. tribe. So I definitely want to, you know, work on that more for sure. Well, you're welcome to come exactly. to Kansas City for a slumber party anytime. <laughs> I appreciate that. I might take you guys up on that. <laughs> Please do. Before we jump into talk strategy to me, I do want to ask you one last question. And it's about people that inspire you. So either are there current people that you're paying attention to? Do you have any more stories that, about your dad or your parents? Because I know Emily and I talk about our moms being big influences in our life. So who is inspiring you and why? And then we'll, we'll, we'll change the subject again. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's crazy. You asked me that question because about my dad. Well, cause I will say that my dad is, is one of the greatest people on this planet. I'm such a daddy's girl. And so, cause I feel like he has taught me everything that I know. Two quick stories. One, I think with my, and you, you guys know me. And so I, I feel like with my little like hustle attitude or like my, my go-getter attitude, I get it from him. And I remember during the summers, 
he used to have me sell at the flea market. Have you guys ever been to a flea market before? Okay. Yep. I have sold at the flea market. I was raised in a flea market. Nice. Okay. So, so you know how it goes. And I, God, Uh I used to hate it. I used to be like, why are we doing this? I remember he had some broken item. I don't know something. He was like, okay, so sell this. I'm like, dad, it's broken. He was like, no, you can (laughs) sell it. And I sold it and for a profit, which is crazy. And so (laughs) I, but I, and I learned, all of those like different tactics from that, just like Mm -hmm. that one scenario. And just from him showing me that him making sure that like with all my speeches and then also to the second story was, I remember it was a science project. I was ready to get up, give up on it because me and science and math just don't go together at all. Mm -hmm. Um, We have a love hate. Well, actually just a hate relationship. (laughs) Just a hate hate relationship. (laughs) (laughs) And so I, I was just ready to give up on it. He was like, no, like you're going to, you're going to do this. I stayed up all night long. I wrote that thing up. I ended up getting second place in the whole freaking science fair. And I, I just like, I'm not going to get emotional here. I just love that <laughs> man so much. And I, and I think that he just has so much knowledge. He's been through so much. And I'm just, I'm very thankful that, that he actually like believes in me. I think that is just, yeah. it's one thing where, it's probably going back to my purpose is because I don't want some girl out there to not have a cheerleader or to like not have people not like believe in her. Cause that, that's just the worst feeling in the world. Cause I've been there. And so he's always like, he bought me my first computer, like, or my first camera. Like he's just, he's always believed in me and always tripped me on and always been there for me. So it's like, I just, I just want other people to have that. Gosh, <laughs> sorry. Yep, yep. We love dads. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I love that. Well, and I think, I think what people forget is that if we start to identify what some of those connections are for us of why do we keep doing what we're doing? Because some days it's fucking hard being in business and landing a deal and collaborating and scheduling and posting and like trying to find something to sell. But if we like remember, okay, well, why did I even start this? And what part of that feeling from my dad or my teacher or my friend or whatever is like that connection that makes me remember why I'm doing the thing that I'm doing, it's going to get you through all that hard stuff. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So great question. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Did not mean to make you sorry. Good job. No, I, I really appreciate that. That you, That's actually the first... Well, yeah, I think that's the first time ever me talking about my dad. I just get way too emotional about everything. I'm like, girl. <laughs> hey, we're all criers here. Yeah. So, so let's head into talk strategy to me. And I think... I know we covered this in episode 23, but maybe just a refresher of like, what are, as a person with still, a, I say small in quotes, because 5,000 is not small, like it's an effort to get there. And I, I recognize that. But I think when we hear the word, especially Instagram influencer or social media influencer, we picture the 100K, the, you know, 2 million followers with, with accounts with big followers like that. So what advice or strategies can you give to people who are still in that realm of small following, who want to work with bigger brands, who want to have their business collaborate in big projects like that? Mm -hmm. A couple things. One is something that I learned from my branding coach, Hillary. I think that we just need to firmly identify our brand voice and our brand vision. Because that's something that I did, like, I just did not 
I don't think I, I knew to the full effect of like what I know now. And I think um, that's helped me so much, even in the simplest things of like an Instagram caption, because it used to take me an hour to write an Instagram caption. And so I think just, it really helped me to like, understand, okay, what feeling do I want my audience to feel when they see my stuff? Like, what feeling do I want to evoke? So that's one. And, and for me, it's, you know, it's joy, it's fun, and it's inspiration, all that bit. The second thing is, also to focusing on engagement, because I feel like people, they're like, okay, 10k followers, great. But if you only have five people engaging on your post, it doesn't match up. So I think that we we really need to focus in on that engagement and building those relationships because something that I heard, I'm also back in school. And so something that I heard from my social media marketing class is that social media is actually people like the, the platform obviously is, is the platform, but like we make social media. And so if you're not talking to anybody on social media and you're just expecting everybody to go and like your stuff, then there's not that relationship there. There's not that social part there. And so I think if you want to, work with these big brands who are looking also for that engagement, who are also looking for those genuine diverse people is one, understand your brand vision, understand what feeling you want to invoke, understand your brand voice Two, work on that engagement, you know, really start to learn more about your audience, like who they are, create a persona. Like, and I'm not just talking about her name, Sally from 19. No, like deeper than that. Like I just, and I think polls are such a great way to do that. I just recently did a poll of like, okay, what do you label as a dream chaser, world changer, you know, all this way. And then that way I can take that information and bring that back to the brand. Like, Hey, these are, this is my audience. Like this is who, you know, I'm talking to. And then I think too, depending on what you want to do, consistency is a really gigantic one that I struggle with that I you know need to even be better about. And lastly is, well, second to last is I, I think that if you want to be a brand ambassador, content creator, um, or work with these big brands similar to myself, is that you just I feel like you need to show them before you tell them. And what I mean by that is before I even worked with Aerie or Madewell or Abercrombie, like I was sh- showing up in, in their clothes. I was showing up in, in liking their stuff as well. I was engaging with my audience about it. And then I reached out. So I think that's a really big thing because then they can go back and see like, oh, like you genuinely like our brand and not just, you know, reaching out. And then just last, just, I just think that let's just get out of our heads. Let's just actually believe that we can do this. And then go do it. Like go start and and don't make any more excuses about it. Don't overthink it. Because I think at the end of the day, I know my biggest fear is not actually failing. It's not trying. And so for me, I'm like, I'm just gonna do it. If it happens, if it happens, and if not, then I'm gonna move on to the next thing. Life goes on. But like you've gotta get out there and try because if you don't, they're not gonna like know you at all. They're not calling you. Yeah, like, yeah. That's not how that works. Exactly. <laughs> you can't wait around for that. Um, I always say, you know, dreams don't chase you. You chase after your dreams. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love it. Thank you so much. Yeah, I love chatting with you. <laughs> Same. Like, I love you guys. I think what you guys are doing is so inspirational, and I think that you have such an amazing audience. And again, it's just I just love women who are doing incredible things and really making an impact. So I think I'm so honored. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much.
so much. Well, how about you tell everyone where they can hang out with you online? Yes, totally. So you guys can come and see my adventures on Lauren Taylor LTW. And that's across all social media platforms. And then also my book at the letter mag and I'm launching a website at Lauren Taylor on LTW.com. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here. It's always good to chat. Oh, same. Thank you. Looking to elevate your brand without the headache? Join the co-op, our creative template shop membership. With thousands of easy to customize templates, all crafted to seamlessly fit your business aesthetics. We make nurturing leads and driving sales effortless. We're talking serious impact and seriously simple creation. Become a member now at creativeshopcoop.com and transform your business today. That's creativeshopcoop.com.